The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. From the cloud came a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We are in the midst of an energy crisis. Not, not an energy crisis as was seen back in the day, but a new one. The dysfunction that's kind of surrounded Texas in these past few weeks is a dysfunction that embodies the state of the human heart. A lack of energy, deregulation, and ultimately what has come across then is an inordinate self-concern. And this provides for us the framework as our series continues today on these seven temptations to help us to kind of unlock those temptations to sloth, to gluttony, and to lust. Sloth, sorrow in regards to a spiritual good. In a certain sense, we can think about it as a misappropriation of energy. Looking out to the world today, how often do we see that people are on fire in their professional life? Maybe they have a bunch of energy as parents they're spending on their children, but then, Father, I... I don't, I don't have a desire for God. I, I don't have energy left. I don't have time left for God. And while this statement can sound kind of condemning, I have to admit that sloth is something that is very easy for a priest to have as well. You know, a priest can get caught up in, in the ministry and, and programs and, and spending himself maybe for another, but he's not actually drawing from the source itself. He doesn't draw his life from God himself, the source. He only draws it from what he does. And this is something that I've kind of had to come to grips with myself, not in a lack of prayer, but rather the fact that I, I find myself, when I want to pray, being more comfortable and just staying over in my sitting room in the rectory and not coming before the Lord in the Eucharist. Something that 
It's kind of a desire for me to change here as I continue through this Lent. So I think sometimes this sloth, this lack of energy for the Lord, can be really difficult because we may want it up here, but we don't know where to start down here. And the reason I think we maybe don't know where to start in here is because we live for the desires that are on the surface. We find ourselves kind of living for the goods of the earth, albeit good things, we desire to fill this infinite desire with finite ones. And that in and of itself is gluttony. To fill our life with these things which actually won't satisfy. And when we think of gluttony, our, our mind usually goes to food and drink, but it extends beyond that. Maybe our desire to be found useful, um, our desire for for affirmation, even our desire for relationships. But I think the thing that embodies this the most is our internet usage and social media. Because we, we go out there looking for those things, but we end up looking for them in the finite sources. We end up looking for those things from other people, not from our creator, the one who can actually begin to satisfy us. We can look for those signs of affirmation, but when we realize that they don't provide us more, we find ourselves digging through more and more and more and even addicted at times. So no wonder it's hard for us to know where to start and searching God, because if we're all these solar panels of sorts, we're drawing our energy from a device, not from the Son of God. When we deregulate, we take down these walls of self-control that we no longer find ourselves free anymore because we're addicted to the things of the world. The things that aren't actually satisfying, but when we sense that, our only recourse is to simply go for more and more. So we're no longer free then to really operate as we ought. Actually, we begin resisting the movements of God within us. Which brings us then to lust, because captivated by a world that can't satisfy, we begin not giving of our energy, but demanding to take from the other. And that is exactly what lust is, because lust is treating the other as a means to our ends, not as an end in themselves. What do I mean by that? Well, we're really interested in the other for the sake of our own good, not really for their good. In marriage prep today, I'll find oftentimes, I'll ask a couple, well, why do you guys want to get married? And this is a very common statement, but oftentimes they'll say, Father, I just realized, and I realize it kind of comes as maybe a little feminine, it's a guy say this too, okay. I realize, Father, that I need her. Whoa, Bishop Barron says, wait a minute. He says, true love is actually the opposite. It's to look at someone you love and to say charitably, albeit, I don't need you, but I have chosen to will your good. Ah, no longer 
seeking the other for what they can give me, but I am called to something beyond that. And God embodies that first and foremost for us. As St. Paul said today in the letter to the Romans, he said, why would you think then that the God who gave up his only son would not also give you everything else? A true love for the sake of others. And so how do we deal then with this lack of energy maybe that we are feeling in our life? How do we deal with this deregulated life? How do we deal with an energy spent solely on self? Well, how do we combat sloth, gluttony, and lust? It begins by recognizing the invitation of Christ. The invitation of Christ today to Peter, James, and John to go up the mountain We're willing to make these sacrifices in the physical world, but the Lord is now inviting us to make them in the spiritual realm as well. Because there can be a sloth that prevents us from going up. I I don't have the energy to do that. Ah, that's not for me. Father, in my place in life, that's, that's too much. A desire for the Lord is a desire to at least start up that mountain to where the Lord, once we get there, can break down through our sacrifice, through our prayer and our fasting, and he can show us and reveal to us who we truly are. He can open us up to us his plan for humanity, to see him as the apostles did in all of his glory, as to recognize where we too can be headed. And then for our hearts, we recognize that that the dysfunction that we had is illumined, not just for the sake of feeling better, but for the sake of relaying that same truth and reality to others. To go down the mountain and to emerge now as one who doesn't take, but rather as one who gives. To break down any sloth in our life, myself included, We have to re-examine our mission. No matter our age, if you've never fully felt as though you've received God's mission for you specifically, it's not too late. As we continue this Lent, praying with scriptures can be a way to place ourselves as an apostle, as a disciple of Christ, to hear what mission he is sending us on. To go out and to serve others in our midst, to come to Mass, to take that time to come before the eternal source himself and to ask the question, Lord, what do you want of me? To break open scriptures and to listen as his disciple, as his apostles, to say, Lord, what do you want to call me to? What is my mission? In the zeal for the mission of Christ, we find not only purpose, but we find the very energy to accomplish what God has set you out to do. Gluttony. The Lord says in Scripture, some things can only be accomplished by prayer and fasting. What is, if I were to ask you the question right now, what's one thing that you can't live without today? I think if we're truly honest, our our immediate response for for a majority, not all, but a majority of us, would be something like, my cell phone. Great. Give it up. I decided to give up 
use of my phone beyond texting and calling, and I tell you what, I'm, I'm sad to admit how dependent I was on my phone. How do we break down this lust in our life but through our chastity? To apply ourselves, to take on a servant heart, to incorporate ourselves in the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, we find that we are sharing now the very life, those very desires that we want. To live chastity is to live our life with a profound respect for other as other. We find that our energy is no longer one that is stored, but one that is shared through a gift of self. The circuit is now made complete. My brothers and sisters, let us go up the mountain with God because he will take our dysfunction and he will reveal our true self and himself to us. Let us go, let go of what weighs us down. Let us leave those lower desires, maybe of gluttony, that are getting in our way so that we can emerge from this mountain, joyful and configured to Christ, transfigured in his love and fully on fire and with zeal. This is how we will no longer have an energy crisis in our spiritual life, in the life of the church and in the life of our culture. Let us allow the Lord to conquer any sloth, any gluttony and any lust so that we may be on a mission of his divine love.